the six singularities and the dawn of creation came Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm Colin Parker, one of your hosts. And in those days, there was a second host, (laughs) and his name was James Anderson. And he was to tell you that on this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. But would he be able to deliver that message? It will find find out. out. There's eight more people for us to introduce, so get ready. (laughs) And I know that's going to sound like a joke, but uh, folks, just to let you know. uh, Well, we're the first two. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Which one would you be? Um, Probably Fastos. Um, yeah, I feel that. I really like yeah. him a lot. I yeah. feel like I would want to imagine myself like any form of leadership, but I do think that I frequently kind of come off as like a Kingo energy. You yeah. know, I'd I'd be a mixture between Fastos and Gilgamesh. I think it depends on who I'm around. Oh, you know what? Also, Gilgamesh <laughs> just for the cooking skills. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this is yeah. not making any sense to you. So let's get you introduced <laughs> to who these folks are, shall we? Yes. Welcome to the first of Eternals Pickups. Um, Mm -hmm. We are recording this episode on Saturday, January 15th, 2022. Uh, Yes. So if you're listening to this in order for the first time, what a jump you've made, huh? It's it's the third episode. (laughs) Yep. Oh, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. It is the third episode. Uh, Nearly a year later, we've recorded the third episode, huh? Uh, so this is about 5,000 BCE, um, and this is going to be from Eternals, um, which this scene starts at one minute and 12 seconds and ends at Mm. two minutes and 42 seconds. Now I understand that there is no, like when you have like a pre movie screen crawl, it's not really a scene. Yeah. That being said, I did just in case write it down. In oh, case yeah, we absolutely. wanted to read it, just so it gives a little bit of clarity to what we're about to see, is that cool with you? Well, absolutely. If, like, if you compare this to, like, uh, if you're watching this in order, what you would have seen in the Black Panther, like there was a big, hey, once upon a time there was a big asteroid. Correct. Um, yeah. The, the if it had shown something, I would have yes. been far more willing to 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 have that that prologue screen crawl be a, a part thing. of the scene, but because yeah. it was just establishing and it was sort of that what am i going to stop in the middle of the screen and move to the you know because like it was over a bunch of time right yeah yeah yeah. so yeah i just cut it and but yeah let's talk about it for sure let's let's talk about it just because it's it is going to introduce some of the terminology we're about to use so i feel like that's the main reason why we should get into it in the beginning before the six singularities and the dawn of creation Came timeline scavengers. Wait, what? No, I'm kidding. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, we already gosh. did that part. No. Came Close the Celestials. Erishem, the prime celestial, created the first sun and brought light into the universe. Life began and thrived. All was in balance. Until an unnatural species of predator emerged from deep space to feed on intelligent life. They are known as deviants. The universe was plunged into chaos. To restore order, Ereshem sent Eternals, immortal heroes from the planet Olympia, to eliminate the Deviants. Eternals had unyielding faith in Ereshem until one mission, led by the Prime Eternal Ajak, changed everything. Dot, dot, 
dot. Okay, so that's the the preamble, the sort of you know screen crawl that happens before the scene. And after that, we have smash cut the sun. <laughs> And then the Domo appears on screen, floating past, heading towards a planet. Inside the Domo, on the bridge, we see the ten Eternals gathered around a statue of Ereshem. A communication sphere is formed and drops down and enters into Ajak, the Prime Eternal. Ajak opens her eyes and says, it is time. They all collectively get up and go to their stations, where their lowly robes are replaced by their Eternals' armor. To the right, we see Ajak, Cersei, Druig, Sprite, and Fastos. To the left, we see Kingo, Makari, Gilgamesh, Thena, and Icarus. After the armor forms on all of them, Icarus and Cersei walk, both walk to a window. Cersei says, It's beautiful, isn't it? To which Icarus responds with, I am Icarus, which, by the way, does not answer her question. But Unless she's talking about Icarus, which maybe he thought that she was. Perhaps. And listen, I'm not going to, don't get me wrong. Handsome man. Sure. Handsome man. Um, uh, can, so I do can, get it. Really quick, can, can I say something really quick about, yes. about, about Richard Madden? I love Brad Pitt. Okay. Richard Madden, to me, seems like, well, we need a Brad Pitt, but we need him to be young because we need him to be in some stuff. Correct. And this is who we're going to get. Also. Totally fine with it, but. We need a Brad Pitt with an accent is also what I think it is, you know. Correct. Um, Yeah. For sure. But this feels like uh, the next generation's Brad Pitt, and that's Mm, fine. That's fine. Yes. Okay. I like that. But, yeah, anyways. So she's like, it's beautiful, isn't it? He's like, yo, what's up? I'm Icarus. She's like, (laughs) okay, not what I asked. But she smiles anyway and says, I'm Cersei. They smile and take their time looking away from each other to finally indicate to the viewer Hey, by the way, they're definitely going to be in love. And their gaze <laughs> falls upon a planet. And oh, dunk, James, it's Earth. What? Who could have guessed that we'd end up on Earth again? Your camera went briefly out of focus when you said dunk. So it was it was like you were affecting reality with your... <laughs> I personally, I went dunk in my dunk. whole body. Yeah, it's like Shazam. <laughs> I turned into something else. So, James, that is the scene. And that's going yeah. to lead us to a very very lengthy segment. This is going to be an Avengers ensemble for 10 whole characters and also writers and and whatnot of the movie. Let's Mm. cue that music. Avengers Ensemble. Hi, Colin. Hi, James. Um, Let's get right into it. Please. Um, this uh, Eternals is the seventh installment of Phase Four of the Marvel, Cine- Marvel Cinematic Universe. It is the twenty-sixth film. It was released on November fifth, twenty twenty-one, and on Disney Plus on January twelfth, twenty twenty-two. Which is why we're talking about it on January fifteenth, twenty twenty-two. It was directed by Chloe Zhao. Uh, I looked through her IMDb. This looks like her first nerdy endeavor. Uh, she made the most recent, as of this recording, Best Picture winner, Nomadland. Hmm. Um, and trivia about her, she was considered to direct Black Widow, but instead oh. she directed this. Yeah. Moving on to the writers, uh, the first writer uh, who wrote the screenplay, Chloe Zhao, who is the same person as the director, um, but for writers, this is also her first nerdy endeavor. And she wrote the most recent, as of this recording, Best Picture winner, Nomad for the screen. No, sorry, Nomadland for the screen. 
Next, we have Patrick Burley, um, who also wrote the screenplay. Uh, he is writing the upcoming Power Rangers movie. He wrote the uh, movie, the Black Knight movie, which is currently filming, and he wrote Peter Rabbit Two. So all epic, uh, show, all epic movies about one hero's heroic struggle. <laughs> he was also the story consultant on Ant Man and the Wasp and wrote the video game Avengers Damage Control. <laughs> Next, we have the two Furpos, Ryan Furpo, who worked on the screen story and screenplay. Uh, this is his first nerdy endeavor, and his cousin Matthew K. Furpo. Uh, who also worked on the screen story slash screenplay, and this is his first nerdy endeavor. So those are our techies. Those are are the people in black running around telling people not to touch their props. And now let's move to the uh, front of the stage and meet some actors. Um, First up, we have, uh, I want to say Gemma Chan. I should have looked up how you pronounced it. Is it Gemma or Gemma? I believe it's Gemma. Okay. Gemma Chan, who plays Cersei, um, she was Minerva in Captain Marvel, which I didn't realize. She's yeah. one of the Cree. Yes, you're right. <laughs> it's funny because I remember seeing that when they were like, you know, sometimes you see those videos that are like 10 times Marvel has reused actors. Yeah. And yeah. that was one of yeah. them. Yeah. She's definitely one of them. Uh, she was also the voice of Namari in Raya and the Last Dragon. Uh, she oh. was uh, Dewdrop uh, in five episodes of Watership Down, so a rabbit. Um, she was Quintessa in Transformers The Last Night. Um she was Madame Yajou in uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. And then I have, holy crap, she was in the second episode of Sherlock, season one, episode two. I'm pretty sure she's the first person you see in that episode. She's like the inciting, she is doing the inciting incident of The Blind Banker, which is the second episode of Sherlock. Um, and she did one episode of Doctor Who. She shares a birthday. Shares a birthday is going to be one of the themes of this Avengers Ensemble. Oh, she shares a birthday with, yeah, with uh, Don Cheadle and Chadwick Boseman. Oh. Uh, November oh. 29th. Other people who were considered for the role of Cersei, uh, Marie Abderopoulos, Sofia Boutella, and Tatiana, Tatiana Maslany. They were considered for Cersei before Gemma Chan was cast, and Maslany would eventually go on to play. Come. We have just talked about this name. Right? She, so she was in Orphan Black, and she absolutely destroyed. You're if you, right, if you're you right. are listening oh, and you God, haven't seen Orphan on. Black, this, she's awesome. We literally just talked about. She is playing. Why can't I remember this? Jennifer Walters in. You're She-Hulk. right. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. The the thing is, I've only seen a teaser trailer. That's thirty seconds. Yeah. So I need I need you know more time this, with these. This things. IMDb is the only thing that I've seen that says that, and I was like, oh, I know her from Orphan Black. Now she's going to be Lawyer Green. <laughs> Boo. Boo. I agree. All right. So next we have Richard Madden, who mm-hmm. plays Icarus. He was Rob Stark on Game of Thrones. Of course. Famously, uh, Castlevania Lords of Shadow 2, he played Alucard. Castlevania Lords of Shadow Mirror of Fate, he played Trevor Belmont slash Alucard. Piece of trivia, which is kind of fun for us to look at much, much later. Uh, he appears on the Game of Thrones Stern Pinball Machine in character as Rob Stark. The game, including Madden's image, is shown in the Jessica Jones episode, aka The Perfect Burger. Hmm. So he is his a video game with his face on it is in a season two episode of Jessica Jones, which I find very. This very is funny. a lot like when Ludacris uh-huh. had a song in Fast and Furious, and yeah. then shows up in Fast and Furious. Yeah, and everyone and no one, you know, but like as not yeah. Ludacris, same as like Samuel Jackson is mm-hmm. in Star Wars, and Peter right. Parker has seen Star Wars, and yet. When he looks at Nick Fury, he's never like, you know, you look exactly 
like Mace. You know Windu. that really old movie, Phantom Menace. That, um, that that one hurts my soul a little bit, James. <laughs> don't do that to me. The best one, the first one. All right, so <laughs> he people who were considered for the role of Icarus before Richard Madden, uh, Charlie Hunnam, uh, who yes. played Jax on. Uh, I really Sun like Anarchy. him. I do really like yeah. him. Yeah. I just was talking about him on She's All That Minute, uh, where I said he played Hamlet in Biker Hamlet, Bikes in Denmark, um, which is what Sons of Anarchy is. But Aaron's a huge Sons of Anarchy fan, so she... um, Also, uh, Shades is in Sons of Anarchy um, for another Netflix streaming uh, connection. Um, Oh, okay. Also, uh, Alexander Skarsgård, who I think played Pennywise, I'm pretty sure. Um, Army Hammer and Sam Hugan. I don't know who that is, but uh, those were all people in contention for uh, Icarus. Icarus. All right. Next up, we have Angelina Jolie. Hmm. This is going to get a herd of her. Uh, yeah, from me. don't think I've. Yeah, <laughs> don't think I know who that is. Yeah. Oh God, I can't wait. I can't wait to t- to 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 reveal my secret for this recording session because there's something that I want to tell you related to that. It's going to be great. To to me, joking that I don't know who she is, or yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. To Angelina Jolie and people who wouldn't know. Anyways, uh, wow. she was in Maleficent 1 and 2. She was in Kung Fu Panda 1 through 3. Mm-hmm. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow, Lara Croft Tomb Raider, uh, Foxfire, which I mentioned because it was uh, a never, uh, I never saw that episode and it made me really want to see it, and Hackers, where I think most people first saw. Uh, what, a, what was the movie, though, where she did the bullet bending? Oh, with James McAvoy. What movie is that? Let me see. Hold on one second. Because I feel like that they were been. assassins. It was like a a, a a secret group of assassins, right? Yeah, and it's like, it's like bend bend like Beckham, but wanted. Like that wanted. I was gonna say. Yeah, it's it's bend it like Beckham, but with guns, basically. Right. Which is a right. wild thing to say because that's wholly inaccurate. But yeah, I remember her being in that movie as well. That was the one that was listed when it was like a bunch of these people have been in comic book movies before. Because I guess Wanted was a... Was it really graphic like a graphic novel, novel or something? Apparently, yeah. Interesting. Did not know that. Yeah. Uh, some trivia. Uh, she was considered for the role of Black Widow. Oh. She was previously considered to direct Captain Marvel. Oh. In an interview with Variety during the Eternals premiere, Angelina Jolie stated her openness about possibly directing an MCU film. Uh, that would be that. cool. That would yeah. be really cool. That would be really cool. Uh, she was considered for the role of Kelly Kapowski on Saved by the Bell, which eventually went to Tiffany Thiessen, who has apparently taken the ember out of her official name. And she is one of, I believe, two people that we're going to talk about today who were offered the role of Trinity in The Matrix. Wow. Angelina Jolie had to decline because of scheduling conflicts, and Carrie Ann Moss, also MCU actress, yeah. um, was cast instead. That's also wild. Wow. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Salma Hayek, who played Ajak, Stronger Than Dirt. She was in Muppets Ajak. Most Wanted. <laughs> um, she was in Muppets Most Wanted. Yep. Uh, seven episodes of 30 Rock, Puss in Boots, Cirque de Freak, The Vampire's Assistant, Spy Kids 3D, Dogma, The Faculty, From Dusk Till, no- From Dusk Till Dawn, Desperados, and she was in version one of the Better Than Ezra Rosalia video, which I mention only because uh, Where Have You Gone, My Rosalia was the inspiration for the title of the Timeline Scavengers annual number one colon 1931 uh, episode, which was Where Have You Gone, My Antonia. Oh, okay. Yeah. I had a miscommunication for a second there, which was that 
for a brief moment, I was going to say that's crazy that she was in two movies that included the word dogma. Because what I thought was happening was I thought you were saying Spy Kids colon dogma, which <laughs> I thought for a second. I was like, I don't remember that being the name of one of those movies. But, you know, they were really wild. So I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past them. And then I realized the pause was not the colon. It was a it was a comma. Right. And I really just like my brain really thought that that was a thing. And I really connected. I was like, wow, that's crazy. Because I'm pretty sure she's also in dogma dogma. Right. And then when that didn't come, I went, oh, no, that was just two separate thoughts. Okay, that's right. embarrassing for me. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry. and I didn't Excellent. mean to derail you there, but there no you No worries. It. No worries. Trivia. She was considered for the role of Alicia Lard in A Beautiful Mind. In real life, uh, Alicia Lard, who plays the guy um, that Russell Crowe plays, his wife uh, was from El Salvador in real life. Oh. So they were going to have Selma Hayek play her. Uh, the character in the film was later changed to American-born and given to Jennifer Connelly. Of course. So, cool. Cool. And she was considered for the role of the hacker Trinity in The Matrix. But the role eventually went to Carrie Ann Moss, also an MCU alum. Mm-hmm. I feel like I just heard that. <laughs> that is... <laughs> that, and, and thus brings to an end the duology of people who were considered for the hacker Trinity <laughs> in The Matrix. Someone who wasn't considered for the role of Trinity in The Matrix... <laughs> yeah. Kumail Nanjiani... I would watch that uh, movie, though. Hey, real you, talk, I would watch that movie. <laughs> you have to come with me. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Okay, so he plays Kingo, my least favorite named Eternal. Um, but Interesting. I don't... I, so, for, Names yeah. are weird. I get it. Yeah. They, I, here, just real quick aside, we'll probably talk about this later. The fact that almost everyone else has a link to some sort of god or or like a famous like right mythology thing yeah or like a soda um (laughs) the fact that well don't worry we'll get to that actually (laughs) not to sprite sprite but you know what i mean the fact that kingo i want to i want to be wrong and i want to be uh eurocentrically wrong like i want there to be some sort of hindu god that is like era kingo or whatever and i just don't know it but as far as i can tell it's just the name of the character in the Marvel comics. Uh, he was in six episodes of the upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Wait, are really? Yeah. He's in that? That rules. Yeah. I love that. You know, I'm Camille even Nanjiani more excited now. Living the dream of, I God, make content so about true. nerdy shit, and now I'm in it. <laughs> I, hey, that's my fucking dream right, <laughs> right? there. God, right? I, how do I get into that pipeline? I need you know, when, to talk when, to him. When when all the memes were going around by like oh look he's not eating he's buff whatever I'm like dude is a super nerd yeah who gets to be in Marvel stuff and and all this stuff leave him alone yeah let leave him a- be his wife Emily Gordon will not let him mess up he's gonna be fine leave him alone real talk <laughs> hey listen I I know that like I have bad eating habits or whatever I would drop them instantly if Marvel said. <laughs> Just for five seconds, you can be a random Spider-Man in the Into the Spider-Verse, and you'll get two words as a line, and that's it. And it'll probably get cut. But if they told me that I had to then get in, like, in fit Marvel, like, ready for that, right. I would in a month. Are you kidding well, me? Here's the thing. And if they sent someone over that would tell me what to eat oh, yeah, and sure. what to work out, I'd be like... Oh, so all I gotta do is listen to you? Yeah, yeah. no problem. Oh yeah, this no like multi-million dollar, uh, <laughs> you know, 
not not chef what's the word i'm looking for like uh personal trainer personal trainer yeah, yeah. who will literally get me up at 5 a.m every day and i will work out for 12 hours and then get in a makeup chair and then do whatever yeah like yeah that's fine i get yeah. it no problem yep. no problem I'll, i'm there yeah. i'm there marvel hey in... marvel 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 listen, <laughs> listen please put if that's what you what's if that's what's been keeping you from uh casting colin if you're like oh, but is he and james do the personal trainer thing uh yeah that's true that's true Either me too us. but mostly colin um, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I I will do he, it so fast. Yeah, Did, cut, cross that line off your list of cons on the Colin sheet because he will do the personal trainer thing. I will also, but come on, we all know who's the face in this in this podcast. And you're the heel. Um, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> We're fighting. Oh, now. my heels, gross. Um, all right. So uh, he was also in 53 episodes of Silicon Valley. He was in Men in Black International with uh, oh, yeah. a certain other couple of uh, yeah, Marvel, wow, Marvel Norse, Norse gods. He was in 12 episodes of Portlandia, including one of my favorite sketches about buying sunglasses. <laughs> um, he was in The Big Sick, which is very good and basically autobiographical. He was in Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates, which has Anna Kendrick in it, and it is very good. It also has uh, Aubrey Plaza. You should go That's see it. That's why you listen to that. Okay. Ridiculous. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, two episodes of Bob's Burgers, one episode of The X-Files 2016. Once again, he is a nerd living mm-hmm. his dreams. <laughs> Seven episodes of Adventure Time. He was in the movie Goosebumps and one episode of Aqua Teen, Hunger Force. Um, I also want to, in our show notes or tweeting it, uh, I have links to my favorite uh, Camille Nanjiani bits. One is about Ice Cubes, Today Was a Good Day. And the other one is about a Call of Duty set in the town where he grew up of Karachi, Pakistan. <laughs> yes, I, I think that it, that one is from, I don't remember what year it is, but one of his stand-up specials, I think, for Comedy Central, right? Uh, the, the, one I, the one I always look at is a performance of The Laugh Factory, but yeah, he, okay, he's done, yeah, yeah. He's, that, he's I also done found that, yeah, that yeah. one too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's one of his. He previously auditioned for a role on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but hmm. he was not in agents of shield so sorry one last thing yeah uh he was also in a movie with another mcu alumni okay in a movie called stuber with dave batista there it is you're right i forgot about that one because i don't again i don't like the name kingo was in stuber (laughs) just fills me with rage um (laughs) okay yep that's good kingo was in stuber with drax sounds like i'm communicating in the code to you but uh It sounds like something's gone wrong. Everyone's like, that, that's not a movie I'd watch. What's happening? Um, uh, he was also initially cast in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 as an original character written specifically for him by James Gunn. Once again, he is a nerd living his dreams. However, due to Marvel Studios' decision to cast him as Kingo in Eternals, he was written out of the script. Which would you... All right, real quick. Which would you rather original character for Guardians of the Galaxy 3, existing character named Kingo? Okay. This is really tough. I feel like I would pick the James Gunn original character. Okay. That being said, though, it also sort of kind of depends because if it's just like a bit character that we're never going to see again, I would definitely take Kingo going, I know I'll be in Eternals 2 and 3 and potentially some Avengers crossover film. You know what I mean? Like if I I know it means a bigger contract, I'll take that one. But at the same time... Like, if James Gunn is like, you're going to be the heart and soul of the movie, I'm going to go, yes, please. Yes, yes, yep, 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 yep. I'm on. Right. Hey, once again, send that personal trainer to my address. <laughs> I will be up and ready every day at 5 a.m. Let's go. Would it would it sway you even more away from being in, like, a bigger part in Guardians of the Galaxy, but you get to um, you get to act opposite Harish Patel, who played Karun 
uh, in this movie. Because Kingo gets to interact with this guy more than anyone else. Yeah. I feel I like know. that would be the swaying yeah. thing. Like, they like, okay, well, let me show you who you're, who you're with. And he's like, hello, sir. And you're like, nope, that nope, guy. Never mind. Nope. Yep, never mind. Nope. That's, who, that's, that's the role I'm taking. He's Leonardo DiCaprio meme of, of like, pointing movie. at the screen. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. We're getting ahead of ourselves with that character. All but, right. oh, what a joy. I'm, I'm actually upset that we don't get to talk about him in this episode. Same. But um, next up, uh, a quick one while he's away. Leah McHugh plays Sprite. This is her first nerdy endeavor. That's it. So uh, moving quickly there. on. She's great, and I hope she gets more stuff. Um, yeah. But this is sort of her breakthrough. Um, Brian Tyree Henry, my love, oh. my sweet angel, yes. plays Fastos. He's in all 18 episodes of Atlanta. Please go watch Atlanta. He steals the scenes from Donald Glover, which you wouldn't think was possible, and yet here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, he played Jefferson Davis in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah, I did not know that, and I was like, "Wow, good job!" Wow, yeah. Bth, um, he was in Joker, he was in Child's Play. I guess uh, the recent one, probably mm-hmm. not the old one. Although, who knows? Um, <laughs> he was in one episode of BoJack Horseman. Ooh. Uh, he was in the movie Widows and two episodes of Boardwalk Empire, which I included because it strikes me as nerdy. Even though I'm sure it's more historical fiction, I'm not sure. Steve Buscemi's in it, so nerdy. yeah. Yeah. Um, trivia: He shares a birthday with Chloe Zhao, who directed him in Eternals. Oh, and I didn't cool. write down what day that was. Uh, next up, uh, Lauren Radloff, who plays Makari. Um, she mm. was in fifty-two episodes of The Walking Dead. She was in a a, um, a movie called Sign Gene: colon, The First Deaf Superheroes, which sounds pretty cool. Uh, her husband was an ASL coach on Hawkeye and Eternals. Oh, and uh, she was born on the same day alongside MCU co-stars Michael Rooker, who played Yondu, oh. and Paul Rudd, <gasps> who apparently was born and not just created. And I'm not really <laughs> sure what that means, but um, that's what it said. But he was born um, 400 years ago because he's an ageless right. man. 5000 BC, Paul Rudd steps off the dome. Paul Rudd as himself is in this scene. On Earth, what ha- what's happening? Hey, what's what's going on, guys? Oh, um, hey, Eternals! Yeah, look, really looking forward to working with you guys. Don't don't worry. Guitar Hero drums. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I won't give it to them. I know it's going to advance them too far. <laughs> Everyone's like, "What is That's happening?" Those, thanks for the drums. Yeah. Um, thanks, I could have real drums. I don't want them. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Not as fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Barry Kilgan. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it in no, the sure. Irish language, but um, he was Druig. He uh, is in the upcoming The Batman, mm-hmm. and he was in The Green Knight. Hmm. Trivia, he is the Irish version of Camille Nanjiani because of this trivia. In 2013, he tweeted Stan Lee asking Lee to make him a superhero. Then in 2019, following his casting as Druig, he retweeted that, asserting the power of belief. He is an Irish nerd who gets to live his dream. How do I get to be a white man that lives his dream? <laughs> I know. Surely when 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 well, is my turn, right? When is my now, time? That's 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 Barry Hogan. I mean, he he's True. the one. He's the True. one white man that gets to succeed. Um Damn. Poor, he also portrayed Peter Parker slash Spi- Peter Parker slash Spider-Man in a short fan film. Ooh. Um so he is the Irish you. I don't know if we've if you've wow. reached that conclusion yet, but Yeah. And uh people that were considered to be cast in the role of Druig um, listen to this list and then think about how uh, Irishman Barry Keoghan was cast. Okay. Keanu Reeves. 
Okay. Luke Evans, uh, Rami Malik, and Ian McShane. So many of those people are far older. Yeah. <laughs> and that's wild to me. Also, I will say, I desperately want Ian McShane to be in the MCU. Yeah, that'd be awesome. He was unbelievable. This is going to sound wild. In Kung Fu Panda. I've heard great things about Kung Fu Panda. It's such a good movie, James. Yeah. The, other, the, yeah. the sequels are like, okay. But the right. first one is so good. Oh, my God. And he he is incredible. Mm. He's like kind of bone chilling at, at times and then also so fucking funny. <laughs> he has awesome. a couple lines that just really tickle me and it's so good. And then of course it's got Jack Black which is just magical. And you know, I can't believe that we are still in an age where people don't understand that a Jack Black movie is almost always going to be a surefire hit. Like he has misses, yep. believe me, but people are still like Jack Black, that silly man and I'm like you get out of here. Yeah. Finally, we have uh, Ma Dong Seok, uh, who goes by Don Lee. Uh, he played Gilgamesh, and s- to, much to my surprise, this is his first nerdy endeavor. Like, wow, that is. I thought that, that, yeah. Um, so we're almost done with Avengers Ensemble. We have one more guy uh, in this scene. The track "It Is Time" is playing from the Avengers. Nope, from the Eternals uh, score, and that was composed by Ramen. Javadi, and uh, I just want to give his quick uh, his quick stuff because he mm-hmm. I I'm trying to get used to there being uh, soundtrack music that I want to talk about in this uh, in these yeah. movies. Um, so uh, he uh, wrote the scores for 28 episodes of Westworld, all 73 episodes of oh. Game of Thrones, uh, A Wrinkle in Time, 89 episodes of Prison Break, Iron Man. Oh, the music for Iron Man. Yeah. Okay. Um. Blade the series and Blade Trinity, not Trinity from the Matrix, mm. but the movie Blade Trinity. Right. Um, okay. <laughs> trivia: uh, He was the first television composer in history to receive his own live orchestral tour around the United States, which is centered exclusively on the soundtrack of a television series, Game of Thrones, because Game of Thrones, everyone, yeah. of course, Game of Thrones in the 2010s, pretty popular. He received high acclaim from fans, musicians, and critics alike during his run in the show, but his recognition peaked after the season six finale, The Winds of Winter. That is all of my Avengers Ensemble notes. Well, don't worry, and because it's going to continue. You did great. Yeah. Uh, right. James, we've got so many things yeah. to do here, because you just gave us a bunch of people that were also like not the heroes. Right, which well, sorry, not that they aren't heroes in their own right, but right. I mean like the characters, the people playing the characters of the heroes. But that means right. that we do have to also talk about those characters that they are playing. Yes, so absolutely, we're here to talk about the Eternals. Who are the Eternals? Right, we're going to take right. a look at who they are in the comics. The Eternals mm-hmm. are an evolutionary offshoot of humanity, gifted with amazing powers and abilities to look after the human race throughout the ages. One million years ago. The mysterious epic beings known as Celestials created 100 Eternals and left. Since then, the Eternals have lived secluded on Earth, rarely interfering with humanity and being reborn whenever they perish. So there's already some some things there that we'll have to get into again later in the future. Um, mm-hmm. But there are some kind of larger differences at play here. But it also makes sense, right? Like, 
We're going to find out about it in a second here when we talk about sort of the characterization of them in comics and yeah. why it was very clear that they needed to change it. Um, and yeah. I, am, I am very pro what they did with the characters. Absolutely. Because let me tell you, it gets confusing, dude. Um, so let's, let's just take a look at this, though. As a team and a group of people, they technically have listed four separate first appearances. The reason for that right. is that there are three first appearances that are characters showing up and being retconned as code names for right. heroes uh, uh, that are Eternals later. Um, and those three retcon ones uh, come from Red Raven Comics number one in May of 1940. 1940. Yep. Phew. yep. Then in Marvel Boy number one, August 1950. Then again, in Iron Man number 55 in October of 1972. So these retcons would all happen later after the official Eternals number one released in April of 1976. Right. There have been, like most superhero teams, uh, many different lineups or um, kind of the way that they list it sometimes is like they call them like hosts in a way. Like their time periods mm. and lineups are kind of like hosts. And I'm assuming okay. that has to do with part of like the way their minds and stuff like that work um sure as characters and sort of being like uploaded and s literally saved and then reborn like that's part of that's where right. some of the difference is going to come from and you're going to hear about it in a second but um what i was saying earlier about they are reborn whenever they perish the thing is they're technically immortal but right. they have a reason for sometimes needing to be essentially reset and like right. a electronic device you have they they have their memories stored um, through a couple of different things, but throughout their their world and stuff like that. And so then they are reborn using essentially what is kind of like a last save file yeah. in a way. Um, <laughs> it's not quite that way because it, they are not like electronic in the comics. Sure. Um, but like there's no other real way to describe it. They, they kind yeah. of almost have an actual memory in the cloud type thing, but it's an <laughs> actual cloud, you know? Right, right. It's bizarre. So anyway... I'm going to go in the same order that I announced them in from the room when they're doing the armor yep. sequence. Absolutely. Um, so first up is Ajax in the comics. Um, the Eternals uh, must be reborn, like I was talking about, and be brought back with their last backup. And so sometimes in the comics, uh, they will randomly be reborn as a different gender. And I think part of that is also done to help balance it out because there was a time where they were like 90% male. Um, yep. So Ajax was originally born male and then has recently been reborn female. Um, and they never right. specified what time period she did this in, but she right. is now uh, female in comics and in movie. Uh, Ajax did fight in the Trojan War and was mistaken for the warrior by the name of Ajax, leading to the myth that Ajax was stronger than all of Greece. Um, in the comics, Ajax has powers that are a little bit more akin to Icarus and Kingo in the movie, uh, of flight, strength, and energy blasts from the hands. Um, <laughs> however, in the movie, Ajax's power is healing. So, right. again, it's going to get really weird. And there's a bunch of powers that they all share, technically, that, like, like for example, I'll mention a lot, but, like, they can all fly. They can all use some form of telekinesis, usually. Um, and it's really, really weird. Um, in the comics, again? in the comics, yeah. Sorry. Oh, okay, okay. And so, like, it, they they have started to finally refine that because it gets so confusing to remember which ones don't actually do that, but also like they all have too many things that are too similar. 
So yeah. they're, they're, that's why I think the movie, that's what I was saying earlier, I am pro what they did in the movie to help Absolutely. keep them all very separate. Yep. Um, and then Ajax was first seen in comics in Eternals number two in May of 1976. Uh, Cersei in the comics is a sorceress, um, including having once been known as Cirque um, for like two comics uh, from like the 50s. Uh, a lot of illusion magic, telepathy, and telekinesis were the main source of powers. Um, but in the movies, her powers are based in transmutation. Uh, she did use those as well in the comics, but like not nearly as much as the first three. Uh, and then right. she debuted in the comics in Eternals number three in June 1976. So the first few comics are definitely kind of like a gathering of the party kind of situation. Sure, sure. Uh, it was a 17 comic run? Did I, do I remember that correctly? I believe so. And then there's a volume yeah. two later. Right. Um, Druig in the comics, his powers are pretty similar to the movie. Um, pretty much always based around the mind. Uh, he did also have a lot of illusionary magic for disguises in particular mm-hmm. um, in the movie. and par- I mean, not in the movie, I'm sorry, in the comics. And partially because he does not look human. Um, he has a very alien-like appearance. Um, so right. he uses that to blend in with society. Um, here in the movies, though, he does still use mental manipulation and telepathy. Um, his comic debut was Eternals number 11 in February of 1977. Sprite in the comics was also firstborn male uh, and then at some point reborn a female. In the comics, um, the name Sprite comes from sort of like fairy and stuff like that, you know, uh, because of how small he was uh, and was the actual inspiration for the character of Puck. When Shakespeare was writing A Midsummer's Night Dream, leading to a very common nickname for Sprite being Puck um, in the comics. Illusions and telekinesis was Sprite's main game, uh, which means that this is a very common power set in the Eternals. Uh, I think out of all the ones that I looked at, including ones that aren't in the movie, I think all but three of them use telekinesis at some point. Oh, sure. So it's like, guys, we gotta, it's just, it's too confusing. Just give them all one (laughs) main thing, you know, maybe two. It's like strong mutants. It's like, again? It's like, I have this other power and also I'm super strong. Oh, you're a mutant? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Okay, it makes sense. (laughs) Um, I do also really love that the Earth 616 wiki uh, states that Sprite's weakness is cannot grow and will always look like like an 11-year-old. That's a real big weakness. I love that, like, some people, it's like, you know, they can't regenerate if you put a spike through their heart or whatever. And like their thing is like, man, their ego and their self-esteem just crippling uh, because they can't grow. Um, And then Sprite debuted in Eternals number nine, December 1976. Festos, also known to the Greeks as Hephaestus, the god of fire, has the ability to fly by manipulating gravitons that, yep. that that's the one of the people that's that doesn't science. use telekinesis by the way um, right. and uses <laughs> that to give them the sense of power of, of flight instead of using telekinesis to lift themselves sure which is right. great um and also of course super strength um mutant right. okay yeah, yeah no, eternal yeah yeah got it, got it, got it. <laughs> while these powers don't make an appearance in the movie for Festus, uh they do lean into the Hephaestus side of the character by making him this sort of incredible creator and smith of sorts, I, I I don't know if I want to use the term blacksmith because it's not like making weapons per se. You right. know what I mean? And like, like an, you know, he's like an inventor, or like right? A, exactly. Yeah. He's the scientific tinkerer. advancement mind. Yes, the tinkerer of the Eternals. Yeah, and he debuted in the comics in Eternals Volume Two, Number One, in July 1985. 
Kingo. In the comics, Kingo used his traditional Eternals powers lightly and mostly focused on sword fighting uh, and predominantly used the fighting styles of the samurai. In the movie, however, he is a Bollywood star who shoots cosmic energy blasts from his hands and fingertips, making him extremely different. Um, He made his debut in the comics in Eternals number 11, February 1977. Makari. Makari. I love Makari. Uh, In the comics, though, was originally a male, once again, and was the initial love interest of Cersei. Um, Makari could also give people and vehicles temporary wings to fly, Glad that that power left, because that was, it was odd. Um, However, for a majority of the comics, uh, the character has been a reflection of what we see in the movie, which is a speedster, you know, using their abilities to push their their speed faster and faster and faster. Um, And one of the earlier retcons that I mentioned is also where Makari first uh, debuted. They were the yeah. one that were in uh, Red Raven Comics number one, showing up right. as Mercury. Yeah. But their actual debut uh, before all these retcons happened was in Eternals number five in August of 1976. Hey, uh, real quick. Yes. Um, so Mercury, as you know, is, is in addition to being a god and the original uh, incarnation of this Eternal, mm-hmm. uh, is also an element. Do you know what uh, a nickname for Mercury the element is? Quicksilver, right? That's right. Yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it. Didn't see that one coming. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, we're way out of ourselves there. Uh, Gilgamesh. Love Gilgamesh. Yep. Yes. Love that guy. Mm. Pretty true adaptation from comics to movie, though. Claim to fame on hand-to-hand combat and extremely strong. Like, yeah. t- uh, typically in the comics, presented as the strongest of them all. Uh, like, physically. Yeah. Like, you know, fighting style. Debuted, Gilgamesh. Yeah, for real. Uh, debuted in... Eternals number 13, April 1977. Two left. Athena, uh, another Eternal to be mistaken for a god. Athena was once known to the Grecians as Athena, the goddess of wisdom and war. And also, how could you not mistake her, right? She's a formidable foe on the battlefield. Uh, and in the comics, she also used a bunch of the Isises. I'm not sure how else, how else to say that, but like telekinesis, thermokinesis, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. photokinesis. Sure, sure, sure. Um, mm-hmm. And the power that did stick and was adapted to the screen was the ability to create weapons just sort of like out of thin air, kind of like Hela, but yeah. like not evil, right? Right. Um, right. And this is also another retconned hero because she showed up as Minerva from Red Raven Comics number one in 1940. Right. Her true blue debut, though, was in Eternals number five, August 1976. And I'm Casey Kasem. This is Eternals <laughs> number five. Um, okay. Uh, Icarus. <laughs> I don't know why that was the one that I just chose to do that one on. <laughs> so as I've said with so many Eternals before him, telekinesis and other form of uh, psionics were sort of his main powers, along with the famed, you know, cosmic energy manipulation that we still see um, both in the comics and in the movie today. Uh, the sort of heat vision like thing. I'm not really yeah. sure what else to call that. I guess that's just heat vision, right? Because it's using yeah. cosmic energy. Laser eyes. Yeah, laser eyes. That's probably better. Um, Cyclops, but less whiny. Um, Right, Well, not much less, but... You know, I think it's because, you know, of the accents over there. He just doesn't sound like he's like, oh, but Professor X, I don't want to... Oh, don't get me wrong. I'd listen to to Icarus whine all day long. However, whinge is what he would call it. Um, Mm. But, uh, yeah. Um, Whinging is whinging. (laughs) Uh, And this is... 
cringing. No, uh, they kept the heat vision. Sorry, uh, they. I don't know why I said that. That wasn't true. Uh, they did. They did keep the heat vision and the flight and the stronger than most ability uh, of his. <laughs> why does it sound like a lawyer wrote that? I don't power? know. It's because stronger like, than most. The thing is, like, they do specify that all of them have like superhuman strength, but like he's known to be stronger than most of them. You right. know, like few people are stronger physically than like Gilgamesh, for example. Right. Um, right. So, yeah, I wrote stronger than most just to clarify that physically. Your Honor, in a my fist client fight, did never claim to yeah, be stronger than everyone. Be, yeah. <laughs> never claimed to be stronger than all of Greece. Um, and I'm Matt Murdock. Yeah. Crazy. He's got, you know, heat vision eyes, and I have eyes that don't do anything. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that's terrible. Um, it, or do they? Oh, ooh. Uh, Icarus is one of the couple versions of uh, Marvel's versions of Superman, uh, which yeah. also is very funny because they do call that out in the movie. Mm-hmm. But the two most famous ones are Icarus and Sentry. Um, and it's right. very much like them being like, what if Superman, but not Superman, but not Warner right. Brothers? Um, <laughs> you know, uh, to the point where it's even like he he from outer space. He, he shoots the laser. Superman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's for something later, you know, like the whole thing about like him being this right. Superman. We'll come back to that. Don't worry. Um, Icarus debuted in the comics in Eternals number one, March 1976. Nice. And then I actually have a real quick fun fact. The Domo, their ship, is also yeah. an homage to a former Eternals in the comics, Domo, who was an Eternal who was confined to a hover chair, kind of like Charles Xavier in the in most versions of the comics where he's in that mm-hmm. like floaty chair. Yeah. So, uh, they just basically were like, Hey, we're just going to get rid of that character, but we'll keep the floaty thing and make, <laughs> you know, and, that, and that'll be the, the ship domo. Uh, but with that being said, that is all of it. Um, that was so many people that we just discussed at the end of the day, they made them so far less confusing in the movie than mm-hmm. they did with the comics. Like, you can actually tell who's who because their powers Absolutely. are not all basically just copy and paste right. with very little <laughs> right. like, to separate them. So thank God for that. Thank you so much, MCU, for that gift. Um, but that's all that I have, James. Uh, with that being said, though, James, I think we've been here for quite a bit. So why don't yeah. we get into some social medias and head yeah, on Yeah, let's do. Okay. So we have social media, and here it is. It's for this show, and we are on Twitter at timeline scav Mm -hmm. uh you can also find us uh well you can find our 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 network scavenger network talking about us sometimes at scavengers net um you can find me on twitter at unabashed james colin where can i find you on twitter you can find me on twitter at colin m parker you can find uh the composer of the music that you heard at the beginning of the show and that you'll hear at the end of this show his name is nick bramald he's on twitter at nbr a-m-a-l-d and uh, you can find him at his website, nickbermaldcomposer.co.uk. That is going to do it for the first of the Eternals pickup episodes. Um, I'm so excited to talk to you about this movie. They have crammed a whole bunch of historical set, set God, scenes yeah, into have. this. <laughs> and uh, uh, But until, uh, until next time, I'm James Anderson. And I'm Colin Parker. Excelsior! I'm Icarus. <laughs> <laughs>
The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.